My name is Ashrita Chuchu, and you're listening to the Radical Radiance Podcast. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the Radical Radiance Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca George, and I'm so thrilled today to be sitting down with my good friend, Asherita Chuchu, to talk all about her new book, Prayers of Rest. You guys are absolutely going to love her. I have been using Prayers of Rest in my own quiet time, and it's been such a powerful tool in my own prayer life, and I can't wait to hear how God uses it in yours. Before we get to the conversation, I want to share about one of our sponsors, the Shine Bright Journal. The Shine Bright Journal is a free 100-page downloadable journal that you can go grab today at RadicalRadiance.live. I can't wait to hear how God speaks to you through it. And help me welcome our friend, Asherita, to the show. Friend, welcome to the show. I am so excited to chat with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here. I know. I've been so excited about this. When we met in Charlotte uh, at a conference a few months ago, I just loved getting to spend time with you. And I got to hear a little bit about the message over lunch at Panera Bread, but I also got to hear you share about it a little bit on stage, which was so fun. And you got to lead us through prayer and sort of the, the method that you use in the book, which I, I loved so much. And I'm just so excited to get to cheer you on as this comes out into the world. And so for our friends who are just meeting you and are just finding out about your new book, it's called prayers of rest, daily prompts to slow down and hear God's voice. I would love for you to share a little bit more with them about just your personal journey with prayer and how that led to the message of this book. Mm, Man, I mean, so many directions I could take that, but basically I grew up in a Christian family. So prayer was just folded into the rhythm of our days. Mm. Um, and also like my dad was a pastor in communist Romania. So prayer wasn't just like, thanks God for our meal. It was like daily dependence on God and, and modeled for us, um, stories of God's faithfulness in the past, like how he truly listens to his children when they cry out to him, how he protects and provides like the story of my parents escaped from Romania and then grew up here in the States for a few years and then went back as missionaries. So prayer really was, uh, just this powerful privilege that we had to access God Mm -hmm. anytime, anywhere for anything. Um, but one of the things that I realized, as I was kind of, you know, growing up in the church and growing up with these stories is that I would, um, hear other people, the way they talked to God was so personal and yet also like with such conviction and power mm. in their prayers. And I remember journaling, um, I must've been 12 or 13 and I was like, God, would you, I, I feel like I should have this figured out by now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Here I am an early teenager. I'm like, I feel like I should be better at praying than I am. And, um, I had just stumbled on the disciples request to Jesus, Lord, would you teach us to pray? Mm -hmm. And so that became my prayer. I distinctly remember writing that in my journal, God, would you teach me how to pray? And he didn't mean the rudiments of prayer because they taught me how to do that. They'd modeled that for me. Um, I wanted that deep inner life of prayer. 
And um, Rebecca, God answered that prayer. It's mm-hmm. a prayer that honors him. Yeah. Um, and he absolutely met me as a teenager and led me deeper into a, a life of communion with him. Uh, mm-hmm. My teenage years are some of the richest spiritual years of growth and, and feasting on God's word and learning how to pray. Just so many incredible memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I went to college, I got married, I had kids and still longed for the rich rhythms of being in God's presence, but yeah. now kind of challenged with the realities of life in the 21st century and the demands on my time as a wife and a mom, as a business owner, um, involved in ministry, writing books, so many things competing for my time and attention mm-hmm. and still in my heart longing for, um, in some ways, the simpler days of my teenage years, when I would sit with my journal and just write out my prayers for hours on end and and have that time of communion with God. And yet I felt so busy that even in my prayers, I I felt like I would be talked to like, just talking to God, telling him all the things. And then like, okay, God, great chat. Got to (laughs) run. See you later. And just moving on with my day. And so this was born out of that place of need of coming back again to it and saying, God, would you teach me again how to pray and not just how to talk in prayer, but how to be still and listen and, and receive what you want to say back to me. Yes. Yes. That's so, so important. I think we can all think of times in our lives or seasons in our lives where we, we do a lot of the talking between us and God and our communion with him. Right. And there are times where we, you just have to slow down and that can be so hard for many of us. And so I don't want to skip over the fact that one, this is a book about prayer Two, It's called prayers of rest. And I am just so excited about that because I think that matters so much in the season that we're walking through right now. And I would just love for you to talk a little bit more about what does true rest in the Lord look like to you, right? Like we can say phrases like that, and maybe we're familiar with that term resting in the Lord, but what does that look like in your life? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it can look so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and this is one of the things I want to be careful with this conversation is, um, I think we can have a tendency, um, towards spiritual comparison. So even listening to our conversation right now might hear me express some ways that I experience rest in God's presence. And then they compare their own lives to what I'm doing. And, um, that the tendency then is to feel guilt and shame and condemnation, to feel less than, to feel like I'm not doing it right. And so just out of the gate, I want to say, God is a creative God and he created us to connect with him in so many creative ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is one way to the father and that is Jesus Christ. And within him, there are thousands of ways (laughs) that we get to experience um, this closeness with God, this Mm -hmm. rest in God's presence that he created us for. Um, And so it can be something like going for a walk um, in nature with my family. And there might be a sense of like, 
uh, exterior craziness because they're chasing yes. each other and they're running around. <laughs> but there's also an aspect of rest because we're out and, and we're surrounded by trees and nature and we can slow down and there's no screens in front of us. So we can point to the turtle. We saw a snapping turtle yesterday. Mm-hmm. On our walk. We can um, see the two baby fawn and, and just be surprised by um, all of creation pointing. Yeah to its creator. Right. So, so that can be, I I don't think it's so much a method as, um, I was even just praying this morning about Jesus phrase that, that they have eyes, but do not see, and they have ears, Mm. but they do not hear. Um, and, and my prayer even this morning was God, would you open my eyes so that I see you around me? I see your hand at work. Would you open my ears so that I might hear your spirit talking Mm -hmm. to me and leading me, not just when I sit down to pray, but also throughout my day that I would be sensitive to your spirit, nudging me. Hey, go talk to that person in the store or, Hey, you're, you're seeing that cashier, (laughs) you know, they feel a little bit down. Maybe ask them about their day, spend some more time making eye contact instead of scrolling your phone in the checkout line. Uh, Just that sensitivity, eyes to see ears to hear. Um, and, and that is possible at least in my life because it's grounded in rhythms of spending time in prayer. Uh, And so the, the, set aside prayer time that I have makes my heart more sensitive to hear the still small voice during Mm. the chaos of the day. Um, because again, this beautiful picture in scripture of, um, God telling Elijah, a, a depressed and worn and overworked and exhausted Elijah, um, to go to the mountain because he's going to meet him there. And, and listeners will be familiar with the story, right? The fire came, God wasn't in the fire. The wind came, God wasn't in the wind. The earthquake came, God wasn't in the earthquake. And then a still small voice. Mm-hmm. And I find that that is how God meets me in my own life. It's often through the still small voice. And so we yeah. need to set aside time to pray, not because we have to, yeah. because we get to God invites us come away with me and find some rest. Jesus opens wide his arm. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm. That's the invitation on the table. We just need to make time to come. Mm. Yeah, we do. I went on vacation with my family a few weeks ago to the beach and we hadn't done you know, like a whole week away in quite some time and mm. partially because of COVID and other reasons. And my husband and I were praying through some things that week. And I mean, we had just both had so much uninterrupted time with each other and with the Lord and just time to walk and pray and listen to worship music and just listen to the water. And it was just beautiful. And it was at the end of that day, we were, we were walking and the Holy spirit just spoke to me, like the things that you are, you know, trusting me for. And and we've been talking about today, like, just like I am the ruler over all of these waters and I'm ruling and reigning over every detail of the vastness that you are looking at right now. I'm ruling and reigning over every detail of that particular situation. And so it really is such a sweet thing when 
we take that time to rest and, um, and just see how God speaks to us, even through just small things like his creation. It's just such a sweet thing. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I have really enjoyed, even just myself, I have had prayers of rest for several weeks and I took it on a trip to see my family a couple of weeks ago. And, um, it's just been the sweetest companion over the last few weeks. And so I'm so excited to talk about sort of the format of it. So you walk readers through this format that I'll sort of describe for everyone and it's four steps and the, so I'll just read them for us. Number one, recite his goodness. Number two, express our neediness. Number three, seek his stillness. And number four, trusting his faithfulness. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about kind of why this was important to you. Again, we're not talking about methodologies that we just check off like a to-do list, right? But like what, um, what and how, like, how did God put this on your heart? Let's talk through that a little bit. Sure. Um, so yeah, even though we don't really need formulas, I feel like we do lean toward like, just yeah. give me, <laughs> give me a starting me place to do. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where this acronym rest came from. It was for myself first, but then also something that I've used in my teaching and speaking ministry. Um, and one of the things is I find it so helpful to have a mnemonic device yeah. when anxiety strikes, right? When you're in, um, I've shared this on, on multiple podcasts. Um, so I won't dive deep into it here, but like a few weeks into the 2020 lockdown, I had a panic attack and I'd never mm. had a panic attack before. Um, so I didn't really know what was happening to my body. Mm, <laughs> yeah. What's happening right now. Um, and, and there's this moment on the laundry room floor, um, where God met me in my t- panic, in my anxiety with the lifeline of scripture, uh, mm-hmm. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in time of trouble. And, and there I was on the floor sobbing saying, I can't do this mm-hmm. anymore. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And, and God's word, like a whisper first, God is our refuge and strength. And gradually the truth of scripture got louder than the doubts and fears in my own mind. But the only reason I even had that available was because I had memorized it years ago. That's right. Um, and, and so we store up God's word in our hearts in the good times so that we have it in the bad times as a lifeline. We, we recite God's goodness uh, that's the R in rest. We, we practice preaching to our own hearts and souls. What is good about God? What is trustworthy about him? Because we want to cement that in the good times so that when we are crying out, God, where are you? Uh, it, it's already stored up in our hearts. We already know where to go. Mm-hmm. So each of these prayers in the book starts with scripture. I, I believe there is power in praying God's word. Yes. Um, and I love to start by looking at what does this tell me about God? Mm-hmm. Uh, too often we read ourselves into the pages of scripture, uh, forgetting that instead that this is meant for us to know God, to know mm-hmm. who he is, uh, to know his heart before we then respond to it. So yeah. the R in rest is recite God's goodness. Look at the scripture, ask yourself, what does this tell me about who God is and what he has done mm-hmm. in history, in the pages of scripture, but then also in my own life? 
right? Mm. So Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength there on the laundry room floor. I could say, God, thank you. And that even when I feel like the world is falling apart, <laughs> we are all shut down, like shut in yeah. our homes. Um, I don't know what the future holds. It, this is insane. And yet it's happening. Mm. You are our refuge. You are our strength. You are very present in time of trouble. And so I can declare that goodness. I can declare your presence. I can remind myself that you are close even when the bottom gives out. Yeah. Right? So we start by reciting God's goodness. Then we move to express our neediness. And so looking at that scripture, what does this reveal about my own heart, about my need for God, for his forgiveness, for his presence? Uh, what are burdens that I'm carrying that I can cast on him? So again, looking at Psalm 46 saying, God, if I'm honest, um, you're not the first one I run to in time yeah. of crisis. Uh, I'm, I'm, confessing that I'm more likely to run to my phone, to run to social media, to run to the pantry, to run to a friend. Um, even though you are so gracious to be an ever present help, I don't avail myself of you. Mm -hmm. So God, would you forgive me? Bind my wandering heart to you. God, bring me back to you. Stir in my heart, a hunger and a thirst for you. Make, make my heart run to you first before yeah. anything else. So, so we start by reciting God's goodness. We remind ourselves who God is and what he's done. Then we express our neediness. Uh, and then it's time to seek God's stillness. And I alluded to this at the beginning of our conversation, right? I would just talk, talk, talk to God, and then I'd run off. Um, and in this secondary season of asking God to teach me how to pray, um, this was integral, this building in time to be still with God. Mm. In fact, it's in Psalm 46, I think it's verse eight, um, that God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth, but we need to be still. Yeah. And that is so hard. So hard. <laughs> So, so, so very hard. hard, Rebecca, I'll get 45 seconds into trying to be still and silent. And already I've thought of 16 things I need to do yes. <laughs> and the laundry that needs switched over and the meat that needs pulled out of the freezer. And that one thing, you know, I need to send stillness is hard for us. Mm -hmm. And yet I am convinced that it is in stillness that we experience God's rest. Mm. It is in being still with the almighty creator God that our hearts can finally let go of the pressure of having it all together. Mm -hmm. We can finally stop hustling. We can stop striving. <laughs> we can just be still and let God be God. Let him love us. Um, one of my frequent prayers in this time of seeking his stillness is God, would you make me more aware of your loving presence in my life? Mm. You know, Jesus says that um, when he would go to the father, he would send the comforter 
to, mm. to be with his disciples. He would send the teacher, the counselor, the guide, <laughs> the one who groans for us when we have no words. And, and that spirit lives in each and every child of God. Right. And yet too many of us feel like we don't experience God's spirit in our lives. We're wondering, why do we feel so alone? Why does God never talk to us? Why mm. isn't he working in our lives? And I really think it's because we're not making time to be still with him. And I'm not talking about having your quiet time. I'm not talking about a, an inductive Bible study or going through your intercessory prayer list. Like those are all great things. Yes. Those are things I had been doing for years <laughs> and still I missed out on being still with God. There's something that happens to our souls when we stop striving, cease striving as the psalmist says, and we're just still with God. Uh, there, there is this rest that comes in our hearts. And then we move from, we've, we've recited God's goodness. We express our neediness. We seek his stillness. And then this is kind of what brings it all together. The T stands for trusting his faithfulness. Yeah. And so now that you've been still with God, you can say, God, I trust you. <laughs> like yeah. These burdens that I'm carrying, these people I'm praying for, these situations in the world, I don't have to carry it on my shoulders anymore. You've got this. You've got me. You've got my loved ones. And I trust that you will be faithful, that you will mm. do what you said you will do, and you will be who you said you will be, and that your faithfulness will follow me all the days of my life, mm -hmm. that just as you were faithful in the pages of scripture, uh, so you will be faithful to me and my own. We preach the gospel narrative to ourselves. We find ourselves in that, that arc of God's redemptive story. And we say, God, you've got this. I trust you. And if two hours later, we come back to worrying about the same thing, we remind ourselves, mm, God's got this. We mm. recite his goodness. God, I can trust you. You've been good. God, here I am tempted to, to worry again, but I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to be still with you. And I trust you. You've got this. Yeah. That's so good. And I'm thinking for me, there's a few things that have helped me quiet my heart. Like I'm, I'm thinking of the girl who's listening and thinking, Asherita, Rebecca, I'm right there with you. I read my Bible every day. I grew up in the church, but yet I don't know what it feels like to be still before the Lord. I know there's a few things like for me, I have to put my phone on the other side of the room right? I like the chair I'm sitting in as we're talking is kind of my quiet time, prayer time chair. Uh, you have a beautiful chair behind you. And I'm wondering if that is the case for you in your own office, if that's one of those spaces where you spend time with God. And so there are a few things like physically, I have to be in a place that feels relaxing. Like if I'm going to spend extended time in God's word in prayer, um, this is where I come. I put my phone on the other side of the room. I'm, I'm thinking of those couple of things, but I wonder, are there other things that have really helped you still your heart or quiet your heart before the Lord that you might want to share? Sure. Yeah. So there are several practical things because, uh, I'm a practical gal. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, and one thing is I always have sticky notes next to me. Okay. Um, because when I think, oh yeah, I need to pull the meat out of the freezer, I can write it down 
Yes. And then like my brain can let go of it. Right. <laughs> you know? It doesn't yes. have to try to keep reminding me. Um, I know it will be there when I'm done praying. So having um, sticky notes available, like a later list, I'm going to get to this mm-hmm. later. Um, but something else that's helpful, um, I'm sure listeners have heard this about prayer journaling. Like yeah. I stay so much better focused mm-hmm. when I am writing out my prayers. It's a lot slower writing out my prayers, which is mm-hmm. kind of frustrating because it's like, I want to cover more ground here and I only have like 10 minutes. Um, so, you know, I don't prayer journal every day. Again, here is my like little caveat. Don't hear what I'm saying and say, yeah. oh, I have to do all the things you don't take what works for you and apply it. The one season of life is going to be different from another. Mm-hmm. My summer prayer time looks really different than my school time prayer time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's okay too. That's like a big part of our ministry. And what we do is help women enjoy Jesus through creative Mm. spiritual habits for different seasons in life. Um, so you can write it down on the list. You can prayer journal. Um, but one of my favorite things, and this is something that, um, we've shared with thousands of readers in our community, it's called palms up, palms down. It's not unique to me. I can't remember where I learned it, but really quick. It's basically, you get that thought like, oh, my friend's birthday is next week and I need to buy her a birthday gift. And what should I get? And let me hop over on Amazon and look for something really quick. And 25 minutes later, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where your prayer time went. So instead that thought comes to mind, right? I need to buy my friend a birthday gift. You write it down on your little sticky note and then um, you like hold out your hands and picture yourself holding on to it and then palms down, put that concern or that distracting thought into God's hands and say, mm-hmm. God, thank you for this friend. What a gift she is in my life. Thank you for the ways that you created her. Thank you for a celebration of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just sit with that for a little bit and then palms up, open up your, your palms to God and ask God, is there anything you want to give me? in, in this moment in response to this. So it might be that an idea for a gift pops into your mind, right? Um, or it might be that, um, something comes to mind, like a specific way to pray for her based on a conversation you had a while ago. And so you can spend a few moments giving her the gift of intercession in those Mm. moments, right? So palms down, you put it in God's hands, palms up. You say, God, is there anything you want to say to me in response to this? Mm -hmm. And then just go back to a place of stillness, a place of quiet. And then if you're anything like me, 30 seconds later, you'll have another distracting thought. Mm -hmm. Oh, that bill is due. (laughs) I should remember to pay it. (laughs) Write it down in your sticky note, palms down, put it in God's hands. Say, God, you know that bill. Um, And I don't know where we're going to get the money to pay for it, but God, you are our provider. You are the one who promises that you will take care of your children. And so I'm going to place this financial worry in your hands Mm. and palms up. God, is there anything that you want to say to me in response? Maybe it's receiving the peace of Christ that passes all understanding that promises to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus and just receive that peace. And then go back to a place of stillness. And so the very distracting thoughts that would keep us from prayer actually become the prompts for a deeper prayer, a deeper conversation, a Mm. deeper prayer walk with the Lord. So the, the things that we think will distract us actually cause us to have just deeper intimacy with Jesus because we can talk to him about anything. Yeah. 
That's so good. I love those suggestions. I, the palms up, palms down one, I'm going to start doing myself because that is, there's just power in like stopping and acknowledging like, God, I'm giving this to you. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. Well, there is a question that I ask all of my guests that I'm so excited to ask you today. And the podcast is called radical radiance with a heart to really help women see more of what it looks like to radiate the heart of Christ in all that we do. And the question that I love asking is what about Jesus makes you radiant? Hmm. I feel like the answer to that can be different on any given day. Yes, (laughs) I know. Um, And today I would say what makes me radiant about Jesus is just how personal he is. Mm-hmm. Um, that yes, he's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God right now. Mm-hmm. And yet he is so close to us through his own spirit. Um, and I've been meditating lately on there. There's a verse in Romans eight and another one, it, it shows up again in Hebrews four and this idea that um, Jesus always lives to make intercession for us. And so even now, Rebecca, as you and I are talking, even as our listener is hearing this right now, Jesus is interceding for us. If we could eavesdrop and hear Jesus praying for us Mm. from the other room, I mean, it makes me tear up. Like, wouldn't it want you, make you want to walk over and join him in prayer and say, yes, yeah. Like, I don't even have to talk. Let me just sit here with you. And, and let you intercede for me, let you pray for me. Oh, what, what a gift that Jesus is to mm-hmm. us and that he invites us into that. I, I just can't get over it. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that so much. Such a good reminder for my heart today as well. And I would love Ashrita before we go for you to share a little bit about where can listeners connect with you? They can grab the book anywhere prayers of rest, but where can they connect with your ministry and the work that you do after this episode? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the best way to connect with me is through my weekly email devotional, Yes, um, I which I love. My- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love writing that each week and just sharing, like, here's what Jesus is teaching me. Here's where he's meeting me. Like right now we're in a series about, um, summer devotions Mm -hmm. and how, yeah, it changes week to week. Like different seasons require creativity and how we meet with God and and that's okay. There's no shame. There's no guilt. Um, so that's just probably the best way. Um, I read every single, email that I get, I reply to as many as I can. So, um, listeners can go to asherita.com backslash, uh, devotional to sign up for that. And, um, I also have a podcast that comes out every week. It's Mm -hmm. a prayers of rest podcast. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I would love that. And yet I still need a little bit more handholding in my prayer life. Um, that's where the podcast comes in there over the summer. They're going to be shorter five minute episodes, but typically they're 10 minute prayer episodes where I walk listeners through R E S T and give you time to pray as well. So prayers of rest.com is where you can find everything about the podcast and the book and asherita.com backslash devotional is where you can join me for weekly email devotionals. Awesome. Well, friend, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so glad that we connected in Charlotte and it's been just a joy to watch this book come out into the world and get to support you in this way. So I cannot wait for our listeners to get their hands on prayers of rest. And I'm just so grateful for your heart. So thank you again for being my guest today. Oh, Rebecca, you are such a dear. And I'm so glad that we get to do this kingdom work together. What a privilege. What a joy. 
I hope you'll go grab a copy of Prayers of Rest wherever you like to buy books. And I hope you love that conversation with Asherita as much as I did. I can't wait to join you next episode as we sit down and have another amazing conversation. And I will join you then.